All right, everybody. Good afternoon, late afternoon. Um, thank you for joining us here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I am joined today by, uh, I would say, an old acquaintance, but uh, soon to become good friends, I think. Just sitting down with this gentleman um, for the brief 10 minutes that we have, there's already been a lot of knowledge that I've been consuming and digesting. So, Ruben Gonzalez, thank you for being here, sir. Nah, thanks, for be thanks for the invite, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, glad to be here. It's been very interesting to see, um, I would say, your, your journey, you know, on, on Instagram. <laughs> That's how people keep in touch now. Um, so, man, so when the mics go on, things get a little bit different, right? Uh, uh -huh. Gets real. People are going to hear this stuff. Um, so yeah, My voice sounds terrible, but we'll make it work, right? Yeah, don't worry about the voice thing. I have to hear these things, and I'm not very fond of my voice either mm, or of some you. of my friends no. <laughs> it happens man <laughs> right we love our friends despite their faults yeah but um that's very true um but um so i was talking to you a little earlier and i was telling you a story a memory that i had when i first kind of encountered you mm -hmm. right and we were in the office uh greenfield high school it was, year was like 2008 so it was a little while ago yeah. just a little bit not too long felt like yesterday uh and we were just sitting in the office. I was, I think I was in trouble for some reason or another. And you were sitting in there. And uh, I had seen you before at school walking around uh, with, uh, with Frank. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and Chile, I'd, yeah, I'd always see you guys walking around, man. And, I, and you guys gave off a certain vibe. And I was a freshman. I didn't know what the fuck was up. I mean, I knew what was up. So mm -hmm. I just, you know, you know, you know what's going on. So I had this image of you right in my head. And then you're here in the office and I'm there. And I hear you start chatting up the office ladies. Mm -hmm. And these office ladies are kind of going back and forth with you. And so I'm like, okay, so he knows them. He has a relationship with them. And then you go on to tell us two or three riddles. One of them, I remember it being about a train, an electric train going north. And this, w which way does the smoke blow? Uh -huh, east or west, uh -huh. right? And when you listen to that, you're like, well, it's an electric train, bro. There's no smoke <laughs> anywhere, right? Yeah, I'm right, yeah. But nobody in the office got it, mm -hmm. you know? And me as a freshman, I was like, and then you told us the answer, obviously. And I felt like an idiot. I was like, what <laughs> the hell? And everybody else, I'm sure, felt the same way. Mm -hmm. So that was my introduction to you, bro. And that was, it was cool. You opened my mind up a little bit, and that stuck with me. And it kind of showed me that even when you were in a situation, and this is all crazy, because this was years ago. Mm -hmm. And so when you were in that situation, whether it was good or bad, I thought it was bad, right? So in my head, I assumed that. But... In that bad situation, you made light of it all. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, that stuck with me. I was like, you don't have to be all mopey about shit, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you for that. No, no, and it's, it's funny you mentioned that, bro. Cause, so I had forgotten about that story yeah. until you had brought it up. But I remember the riddle now. And back in high school, I lived in that motherfucking office. Like, yeah. I spent more time in office or kicked out or suspended than I was in there. And, yeah, man, like, throughout all the bullshit, how you said, like, you got to find moments of joy throughout the bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, learn how to stand in the fire without feeling the flame. Like all right. it's going to burn, but just try to not feel the flame. But is that a mental deal or what? Would you say that? I would say so. Man. Right. Like, all of us, like, we're going to be in difficult situations. Like, so then what do, you, what do you make out of it? Like, being in the office, knowing I was going to get suspended, most likely, like, I could have been mad, mad at the world, mad at you, mad at the secretaries, but... For what? You know, like, what did yeah. you all do? Or just make light, crack a few jokes, get my three to five day suspension, and we keep it moving. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll be here in a few weeks. <laughs> I'll be back, all folks. Right. <laughs> so I'll tell you another riddle. You got one? You got one lined up for me? Oh, hell oh, no. No, no, no. Like, oh, no. you were no, saying no, yeah, after my suspension. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, shit. Uh, do you ever. So, real quick, fast forward. 
you're a high school teacher now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. I don't high know school. if you want to div- divulge where, but greater Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. South Sacramento. All yeah. right, to be exact. Damn I like right. that. Yeah. How is that for you? It's cool, man. I love it. Yeah, so this is my sixth year in the game. All I right. teach English and AVID. So AVID's for first-generation <laughs> kids like us, first-generation yeah. kids of color, things like that. And my school, 100% free and reduced lunch, 92% kids of color. So... Yeah. So it, it, it's a good dynamic to work with, and I just really enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, I see myself in the kids. Yeah, man, so just seeing myself in the kids, and at least for me, going into teaching, it, it was a political move. Yeah. Right? Like, like well, you know how Greenfield is. Like, I struggled in school, got got kicked out, and oftentimes it was due to just, like, teachers doing some racist stuff or, yeah. or being afraid of the kids or, no, well, you're from Greenfield. You're that, you're that particular side of town. So Yeah. Right. So it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I went through that same feeling mm-hmm. of uh, well, I didn't really understand it at the time. You know, there were great teachers that I had there, or not not even great. There was great people there, mm-hmm. and when you meet good people who want to help you, you're more inclined to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And thank you for that. But there's also people people who who just chalked it up to you ain't gonna be shit. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we dealt with a lot of people like that. And you just kind of brush it off your shoulder because you get used to it. Like, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. I got an F minus in sixth grade, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, F minus. F minus. How? Bro, F the, minus in big red. So the, the desk got a higher grade than you. Yeah, what bro. You're saying. That's what I'm saying. And I, and I struggled with math mm-hmm. and I still do. Yeah. And um, that definitely put the nail in the coffin for me at that time. I'm glad that we're talking about the academics because a lot of, I feel like a lot of people can relate to both of us. Mm-hmm. And now I love to see the fact that it's just... So I love the fact to see that you were in the office and now it's you're in the office, but for a whole different reason, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. Now you're in there to help, to, to help guide people, young people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's the thing too, like particularly with, with the, with the kids of color. Yeah. You know I mean, most of the teachers are, are white, don't have the same lived experiences that the ki- as the kids do. So they're afraid of them or just these negative projections. So then I'm there to make sure you just advocate for them and with them also. Yeah. I got to see a little bit of that. I was a after school coordinator, mm. um, Calvine. Okay, right yeah. there. So borderline South Sacramento, Elk Grove. Yeah, right, right next to my school. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah we just go. I had I had great kids, and uh, I got along with a lot of them. Like I said, I saw a lot of myself in them mm-hmm. as growing up, and a lot of um, a lot of different ethnicities, man, from from Mexic to Mexicano Mexicans to 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 Indians to. Uh, Hmong, yeah, Hmong, Vietnamese, mm-hmm, yeah. Chinese, and it's it's such a humbling experience mm-hmm. to just to be a part of that kind of community. And I'm very thankful for being that part of that community because I was we were like we were like a family. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? After school programs, it's, yeah. it's it's you're like a family. You know everybody there, and you know everybody parent. And when you know like somebody who you never seen before, who is that? You know what mm-hmm, I mean? And mm-hmm. that's that's something that I got to be a part of. So thank you for that. But um. I, s- I saw some of the same things. You know what I mean? Some of the teachers. Mm-hmm. A lot of the teachers that I kind of vibed with were younger. Mm. So I saw them really trying to engage. Yeah. But I saw the frustration because they could not relate to a young Mexican kid or a black kid. You know what I mean? To be or African-American kid. I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't know the right terms, but <laughs> slay me later. You do you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I could relate to them. Mm-hmm. I had better classroom management than a lot of, of the teachers on yeah, that campus. Yeah. And it's, 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 it boggles me. It boggles my mind, man. Mm-hmm. Just to see where we're, we're just not all on the same page. No. But we're all in the same place. Yeah. So that's and then how I do you navigate that space together? Yeah. Because yeah. we all come from different upbringings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? 
Yeah, no, but yeah, it, it, it's tough, man. And then oftentimes that gets attributed to no, well, Julio's Mexicano. So yeah. that's why, like if you got some magic pixie dust or some sprinkle, but it's like, no, like you just see the kids like for who they are, humanly, yeah. and you treat them as people. Yeah. Not like, oh, they must be you know, a thug because they're from South Sac or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I've learned, see, my views went from very radical mm-hmm. to like fuck a lot of people to being a very, uh, well, like humane, uh, humanitarian, mm-hmm. you would call it. I, I, I don't even know if that's the right word. Just looking everybody, looking at everybody as as kind of the same, as but I think that comes from more of emotion on my sense, because if I can control how I treat someone, that makes me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed by because I never get caught up in skin color, mm-hmm. I really don't. You know what I mean? But when I do, I get, try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, until they fuck up. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of the time they do, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, dude, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's complex, bro, because, like, I'm the opposite. I start with skin color, and I work backwards. Okay. Yeah, all so, right. like, like with teaching or just, like, in general, like, I view, like, most institutions or all institutions weren't meant for folks of color. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, when they were designed, they didn't think of a Julio, a Ruben, a Tyrone. Like, they didn't think of these type of, of bodies within that system, and if so, it wasn't meant for us, right? So, like, indigenous folks, when school was meant for them, it was to strip their language, to strip their culture, so... I go into this knowing like I'm not supposed to be in these spaces and the kids I work with, they're not meant to quote unquote make it because the system was never designed for them. Damn. So then how am I working against that consciously day in and day out, knowing that if I look at the, the kids in my roster, I see how many black kids I have, I could tell statistically these are the ones that are going to get pushed out. So day in and day out, what am I doing to help them survive this system? They not only survive schooling, but then thrive within it with their humanity intact. And then that's cabron when some teachers don't back you up or then they call you quote unquote radical or that yeah. you hate white people and all this other stuff. Yeah, I think, damn, he just blew my fucking mind. Um, it's just a per, like the, the way you look at it, it, it's not the way you look at it. It's not meant for, like you just said, for people of color. If you mm-hmm. look at when school was actually established, I think school was established for like, I would say for control almost in an mm. aspect. You know what I mean? Um, because how else are you going to? control people especially indigenous people who have yeah. their own ways and don't want to conform to what you want to do mm-hmm. yeah man i a lot of these beliefs i have i i so i'm not going to school right now but a lot of the beliefs that i do carry are from when i did go and i had yeah. a great teacher mr Villarreal. he was a sociology teacher and that guy was passionate he was in monterey and he was he uh, he looks white mm-hmm. it's funny he was just with a tan <laughs> but he's he's mexican man and he mm-hmm. uh he opened my mind just to so much that was going on in the world and how it's all system. A lot of it's systematic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's built in and within the foundation and it's almost fucking discouraging. You know what I mean? How do you encourage people? You know, Damn, that's a good question, bro. Look, now yeah. you're blowing my mind with these questions. Yeah. No, cause it's fucking, that's what I think of. And then mm-hmm. uh, cause I've, cause it has discouraged me, mm-hmm. you know, cause my cousin in here, he, I w- he's actually an English major as well, oh, so that kind of blows my mind. And he's all like, "Hey, man, can I talk to him?" <laughs> and I was like, "Of, <laughs> I don't, of course, you know." Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just I see his fight. I see the mm-hmm. fight in him, and I feel the fight in you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if m- my feeling isn't necessarily because the fi- the fight is there, but I don't know if it was a discouraging mm. or what it was. Yeah, you know and what I mean. But yeah. that's just my own my own some my my own mind to tangle with yeah know? no but that's real bro like cause if you think about the oppression or you think about all, all the obstacles that you have to overcome like it'll drive you crazy yeah day in day out the microaggressions or the systemic oppression things like that but like at the end of the day it's like 
everything our parents and our ancestors had to do for us to be here like this ain't shit yeah you know what that's I mean? exactly like, how yeah. i feel so that's my look of like my look at it i got to see how my grandfather my nano came and worked in so many different states mm-hmm. you know what i mean i got to bring his family over here and create a better life and i'm here and i'm able to discuss these first world problems mm-hmm. you know what i mean but they are and yeah. then we're trying to fix them because the little shit adds up and anyway but um you get i got to I, i've just been humbled i've been very humbled to see where i've come from mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like you said people who have come uh, not people my generations of my family have worked hard and i got my my nano got lucky enough that his father was a captain in mexico in the mm-hmm. army or no in the police force or something like that that my nano had like first like rank to go work mm-hmm. to even be able to go work you know what i'm Huge. saying so if not for that i don't know where i would be mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. i wouldn't even be here maybe yeah no but that's real man it's all about just uh, doing your part to, to make the world a little bit better for the next exactly. person you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and Good that's why stuff. we're here yeah right. that's what exactly why i'm here man and to be able to accept that is is pretty wild especially when you have you're supposed to go to school and you're supposed to do this that, and the other mm-hmm. and you know what sometimes you i know that school is necessary t- to an extent in my mind and i'm gonna go utilize what i need to get out of that to be able to manage all this mm-hmm. to be able to speak the message and to bring people like yourself here to be able to motivate young people and old people and people mm-hmm. of color whatever color you may be if you get any kind of motivation from this you know that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. that makes the That'll make the world go around. It doesn't make the world go around, but at least everybody will have a fucking smile on their face. <laughs> yeah. You know what I and mean? Get your it, head bro. out your ass. And you're doing it, bro. Yeah. Pops to you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to help people, but at the same time, I'll talk shit, man. You got to be able to fucking... I read a comment the other day, and it's pretty cool. They were just like, I'll fuck with anybody who keeps it real. Mm. Right? And I, the beginning of the my endeavor, I was trying to sound a certain way. And oh, what if they don't like me saying that? Mm. Or what if they don't like me smoking weed on my podcast? Yeah. Oh fuck, my podcast. <laughs> be who you are, people. Damn it. That's mm. one thing I've learned in this life. Is just be who you are. And sometimes it's hard to even fucking find that out. Yeah, know? it's true, man. Yeah. yeah. Identity changes and aspects of yourself change all the time. But yeah, just be real to yourself. You're never gonna appease everyone. Yeah. And if you yeah. do, for for what? Are you doing things for yourself or for someone else? Exactly. Yeah. I realized that like at 22. Oof, you you're, know. you're way ahead of the game. Some yeah. people are 45, don't even know See, that. Bro. And I feel like yeah. I'm late. Mm. And I feel like I'm late. Imagine if we can get to through to them at 13, yeah. at 12, at 11, at 8. I've had conversations with 8 and 9-year-olds that will blow your f- damn mind. They're yeah. smart, you know yeah. what I mean? And you see individuals who are, you can just tell, like, what is going on in his brain? Isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's suppressed. It's 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 not encouraged. Mm-hmm. They, they attribute it like ADD or... Or dis, uh, dis- and they'll kick them out of the class. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's very tough. So when I see that a lot is when kids have a different kind of uh, learning capability and it's never utilized or encouraged. It's kind of just shut down right there and then. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I view it as like there's a difference between schooling and education because schooling is okay. all, all about control. Like if you don't conform, if you don't, right. if you don't stay in line, this box, yeah then you get pushed out you get kicked out just you, you, you get your spirit murdered because it's not fitting into the box of what it is what it means to be a student okay and then education well education it would be like like li- like liberation like okay like all right what do k- young people want to learn 
and then nourishing what, what they're interested in, giving them the freedom to explore what they want to do. Okay. Instead of, okay, you have to do this. Like, you have to go to school right after high school. You have to do this type of work. Like, says who? You know what I mean? Like, some of the smartest people I've met never went to school. Yeah. Some of the dumbest people I've met have doctorate degrees. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we're, we're all conditioned to believe we have to do this in a particular order, in a particular way. Yeah. That's crazy. I like that. But since you're doing it in a particular way, congratulations <laughs> um, on your next endeavor. You're going for your, your doctorate, correct? Yeah, PhD in education. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. That's, that's, that's cool. I saw that the other day, and I was like, wow. That's, that's wild from 10, plus, 10 years in the past to like now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just how people grow. Yeah, yeah, and, and even myself, I never would have imagined, man, get, getting kicked out of school, having a 1.3 GPA in high school, like, yeah, never would have imagined. That is wild. What changed for oh, you? damn, that's a good question. Like, did you have, like, a moment, or was it, like, a progression of things or domino effect of mm -hmm. life fucking hitting you in the head, or what was it? You know yeah, it, I know it was both. It was a progression, but also I, I remember one distinct moment. So I remember in my, my senior year in the fall, I remember I wasn't in school at the time, and there was an incident back home where a, a bunch of the people I was kicking with, a bunch of the homies got locked up. There was, there was a gang fight. A bunch of people got locked up. Some people for months, a few people for years, things oh like wow. that. YA. One person went to jail because they were already 18. And you were saying senior year in? In high school. Okay. Yeah, my bad. So in 2007, 2008. Okay. And prior to that, I was thinking like, all right, I'm going to be 18 in January. And once you're 18, like, shit's real. Yeah. Like, if you catch a case or something, like, it's jail. on your record. Yeah, you're yeah. going to jail. You can't get a you can't get a decent playing job. You're fucked. Yeah. So then you're I start the system. Yeah. So then I start to think, all right. So what do I want to do with my life once I'm 18? Once I'm out of high school, and then I just started to think, like, all right. Well, I know I want to help people because I got my ass kicked in school. Ask it from white teachers, Rasa teachers, just their projections of me, assuming I didn't have a dad, assuming I was on probation, like all these fucked up things. That's fucked up. Hell yeah, man. Were you on probation? No, no I wasn't. Right. I wasn't. These motherfuckers thought I was. They're yeah. like, all right, caught me on in front of the class, things like that. So I, and you know, wanted to help young people, help the quote unquote throwaway kids. Yeah. You know, like me, my friends, well, a bunch of Greenfield. Yeah. So that's when I decided, all right, either I'll be a lawyer or I'll be a teacher. I remember sitting down in front of the computer thinking, all right, well, let me look both of these up. <laughs> and then it's funny so I, I looked up being a lawyer and then it was a bunch of years of schooling and I thought yeah that's way too much maybe if I'm a teacher I'm gonna get the summers off <laughs> get the weekends off yeah. you know little did I know that doesn't really happen but I, I, I love it I made the right decision so I just knew I wanted to help young people I don't know what I wanted to teach or what grade level but I knew I wanted to give back damn and you came to that realization as an 18 17 going to be an 18 year old in high school yeah yeah i just got Fuck. lucky man just, just seeing my surroundings like all right here, here's what's in front of me you know if i don't change my ways you know why is it going to be any different for me damn that's a that's a that's a real adult thing to do yeah no yeah. it is that's real life i never looked at life like that like i said until i was older mm -hmm. I, I, I i rode on coattails of, of sports mm. my head was big you know what I mean? And then when I lost sports in college, um, I lost playing football because of my back. Mm. I didn't have shit to do. I had nothing yeah. to fall back on. And I realized, like, what the hell? I wasn't good at school. I didn't mm -hmm. know how to study. So it was already hard. But I love to learn. Mm. I would go to class and I'd soak everything up. Yeah. I'd be able to spit back a whole bunch of nonsense. Not mm -hmm. nonsense, but, you know, whatever I learned um, for a while. And I still do. But it's uh, it just never, and it hasn't clicked. But it, like you said, 
it, I made a decision. I know where I'm at, mm-hmm. and I know I need to get back to where I want to be. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I hear you, bro. But that's all you need, man. Just fi- finding your guiding north star. Because mm-hmm. like even school, like even throughout college, I never really liked school. Yeah, like I was the same person, same student in high school as I was when when I went to Hartnell College, Sac State. Like the same student, the same person. Like I didn't like my English classes mm-hmm. as an English major, but I had that guiding north star of I want to be an English teacher. I want to give back help the community, help folks of color. So Your I overall goal. Yeah, so I, I just got through the BS classes. You know, being the only person of color in the classes, bring people bring up something of race and whoosh, everyone turns yeah. and asks you, okay, uh, Ruben, uh, what do you think? You know what I mean? So just finding that guiding North Star, and that will help you. Like, what's your purpose? And schooling or whatever you do, you know, YouTube, building community with folks, like how does that serve your overall goal of what you yeah. want to do? Yeah. That's w- I, it's, uh, I started looking at every every one that's kind of been on this progressive movement of uh, knowledge and helping others a lot of people from greenfield are doing that mm-hmm. in particular yeah and i fucking love it and uh, like you said community and knowledge and the spread of of, of just like we got your back mm-hmm. i don't even know you yet the person yeah. listening to this somebody might listen to this might be your first time uh, we got your back and that's mm-hmm. what it is it's like you got to have like a network of people that want you to succeed and you don't even know it yet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a trip. There's a lot of love in Greenfield. That's Damn one right. thing that I that I really realized growing up. There's a lot of love. There's not a lot of good that's said about it, but there's definitely community and love for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I got to be a part of, uh, I'm still a part of a great community, I would say. Well, yeah. I live here in SAC, but you know. No, I hear you. But yeah, yeah man, because like, we all have similar experiences growing up in Greenfield. So like yeah. some people helped us. So we got to give back and help the next person. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, that's what the whole master plan is right here. It's trying to get everybody in their own disciplines, you know, united as a, as a what do you call it, a cohort? Yeah. Is that right. the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, a cohort of, of uh, fucking Greenfieldians. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to give back and take over the damn world. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, because I know a lot of people do listen to it from Greenfield or from the Valley, Salinas Valley, wherever you're at, you know, if you can relate, then you, under- you understand. And if you can't relate, damn. You're probably like, oh my god. <laughs> you know? we'll, we'll help you relate. No, no, it's yeah. it's uh at MPC, right? I took a couple college a couple college uh, classes there, All right. the junior college, and uh, it was a cool e- fucking experience for me. It was a uh, a lot of white people, um, a lot of Asian people, a uh, few Mexicans, mm. some blacks, and there was this one spot where we would we would chill. It was like a little bridge, and there was like trees, and it was like forest, bro. Some it was like the best kind of two years I yeah. had, I think, in college. Just the experience-wise, we'd go down there and just smoke before class, or whatever. <laughs> Maybe people would be playing. Help you focus. Yeah, yeah, people would be playing chess for hours, and you just meet all these interesting people that would go down to this spot because they're not necessarily. They didn't fit into anything. Mm. They were just there, and they were supposed to be there, and I was supposed to be there, but I had this conversation with this one kid, and uh, he was a white kid. He was younger. I was like, uh, fuck, I was like 22, 21. Mm-hmm. And he was like 18 or something. Cool kid. We yeah. talked. We got along. And he was like, damn, bro. I didn't know you were this nice. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> have even guessed you were this nice. Uh-huh. And I was like, why? Like, what do you, like I'm pretty pe- I'm pretty nice, dude. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, you look like a gangster, man. And yeah. I looked at what I was wearing and I was like, I look like a gangster? Mm-hmm. Like, I had no, I didn't even. <laughs> to him, maybe. Yeah, to yeah. him I did. And I was like, damn, like, you just see how the gangsters dress where mm-hmm. I'm from. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, but it, yeah. that blew my mind. Uh, like, in that point in my life, it blew my mind. Like, you know. Your mind's blown every so often, and fuck, it was a trip. Yeah, and like how people look at you. Like, if an eighteen-year-old kid looks at me like that, like I'm sure his father looks at me like that, and his yeah. mother looks at me like that, and I'm like, 
you don't even know me. But then again, mm. it goes back and forth. But now then that's created that tension because now I look at you and I'm like, what the fuck are you staring at? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I do have those feelings. I, yeah. I, you know, because I do get those eyes. I have, I'm a, I was a waiter. Mm-hmm. I was a waiter in Roseville. Mm. Hold oh. on. Let me just apologize right now <laughs> before the story even starts. Damn, my bad, bro. Yeah, no, but uh, it was a, it was a good time. I met a lot okay, of wonderful good. people there, man. I really did. The people who, there was, the good people there outweighed the bad, mm-hmm. but we always tend to talk about the bad. But before mm-hmm. we do that, thank you to all the kind people who left me fucking notes and shit. And Shout left, out to them. A bunch of people left me stuff to go to church and they talked to me about Christ and, and Buddha and so many different walks of life walked mm-hmm. through that restaurant. So I soaked up what I could. But I also soaked up some, some negativity a little bit. There was people in there, man, that wouldn't even look at me. Mm. Like a, a gentleman order, they wouldn't look at me and he's, oh, she's having this. And they wouldn't look at me. They would Every time I come around, they wouldn't say a damn word. Yeah. Or when the person would want to pick a fight. And I'm like, damn. Like, and I was killing them with kindness, mm-hmm. man. And I'm like, D- dude, like, all right, I'll bring my manager out. My managers mm-hmm. go to the back. You know what I mean? Fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they, got, they, got, they understand because a lot of the people in the restaurant business are people of color. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the people in the back were Mexicanos. The owner was Italian. You know, mm-hmm. the servers were of different ethnicity yeah, you know, yeah. Was, it's just a trip man you racism is real it's fucked up to say mm-hmm. and as many times as i want to turn my back to it and just turn a blind eye it slaps you in the fucking face mm-hmm. and it did quite a bit there and it's just like it's it's sad to see that people still have those kind of views but at the same time it's a reality but one year not the other honestly mm-hmm. for me that's the way i try to deal with it one year not the other but that shit's it's real yeah yeah the trip yeah because if you think about it all day every day you'll go crazy man like th- there was a friend not too long ago was telling me that like I- it's okay to to feel your feels recognize those feels but then let them go exactly let them fester like you, you you'll be you'll become that angry yeah. you'll become that resentment that's yeah. easy to do i would tell the kids man sixth grade classes third grade classes i had mm-hmm. a third my first class was a third grade class they're graduating this year to promote to seventh and eighth um good luck to all y'all but uh what where were we <laughs> oh, about you, you become your thoughts oh yeah, yeah yeah emotions emotions i would look at i just go like this i grab like a red fucking dice and mm-hmm. then like a, a purple dice and i'd go this is the emotion you see it you look at it it goes in one ear and you see it and it just watch mm-hmm. it go away into the wind that's it yeah look at the emotion observe it what is it and let it go away to try to help the children deal with their mm-hmm. emotions because a lot of them would just not talk mm-hmm. or some children would fucking have tantrums and try to hit other kids you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's an it's crazy to have to deal with that. You know what I mean? I was a 22, 23-year-old kid, young man, dealing with 8- and 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And that's real. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of these children, and I'm in charge of molding their minds. And you don't really see that until you're there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Paying me shit, but <laughs> I love <laughs> That was probably my probably my that was my most rewarding job i love being at that mm-hmm. job as much as it, how, how long four hours felt like a whole day mm-hmm. um you i'd always take homework you're always thinking about yeah. kids you're always thinking about situations you know i can rattle off like so many kids names that, I, that I, you bond with you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's, it's really crazy it's uh it was a great it was a, it was a great time in my life yeah. yeah yeah it's difficult but it's definitely rewarding oh yeah, yeah. i felt great about myself i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah what you're doing no, i'm just kidding <laughs> It was just, it was really rewarding. It was authentic, it was authentic work and it's, you don't really get to be genuine in a setting like that. You know what I mean? You're talking, you're talking to children, mm-hmm. children. So it, their minds are very, they're like a sponge yeah. you know, whatever you put into it, they're going to hold. Everybody who's listening to this is probably an adult, but 
things you heard when you were a child molded and shaped your views to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, so what are we in re- reinforcing with these children? You know, negative shit. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen it. We got to be able to fucking stop it. Well, not me. I don't have not no kids, but mm-hmm. when my time is when when I'm up to bat, you know what I mean? You got to fucking do your part. It's yeah. tough. That's the hardest part, man, is to put your heart and soul into something, especially with the children and to not see it reinforced in the household mm-hmm. or not necessarily because it's it's just fuck. It's so many situations. I can't point at one. Yeah, but it's just tough. It's very tough. It was very tough. It was a very tough job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. That's I'm sure you see it as well. I'm oh, sure yeah. All, all the time, bro. But I just view it like you you try to plant. You try to plant seeds. If they sprout. Cool. Yeah. If they don't, you, you try your best. And then if okay. they sprout, you don't take credit. You know, yeah, you, you exactly. Your part. Exactly. Yeah. And you're pumped. You're mm-hmm. pumped, but you're just like, damn. Yeah. You know, that was all that's, that's that's you said plant the seed and just hope it grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's all we could do just every day that I try my best. And, and like in anything, this podcast, serving tables, changing oil, like whatever you do, like at the end of the day that I try my best. Yeah. Damn. I wonder how many people try their best at work. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many people mm-hmm. like their job? I get into this shit all the time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You got to love what you do. Yeah. You gotta sometimes love it's it. hard too. Fuck yeah, but sometimes it's even hard to get to that point because you're sacrificing for your family and that's a whole nother. I know many people who stayed home mm-hmm. instead of going to school mm-hmm. or stayed closer and went to school cl- closer because of their family Yeah, and they didn't do what they wanted. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but at the end of the day, it's our life. Mm-hmm. And then your mother and father and your grandmother and grandmother, your whole fucking family gave you this opportunity in your life to navigate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean? T- take that risk because it's easy to not. It's easy to stay yeah. home. Mm-hmm. It's easy to stay comfortable. I was there for a while. I loved it, yeah. but I didn't. I I was like fucking up more at home than I was out here. I had to grow up fast, mm-hmm. and being with my brothers and now I'm living with my girl. Um, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a world. It's not a whirlwind, but it's just a such a change to my mind mm-hmm. where I was when I was 22, yeah, 27 yeah. now, and it's yeah. like I'm a, I'm a whole different person. Yeah, and then like like getting out of Greenfield, like it's cool, grow up there, but go somewhere, get a different experience. You could yeah. always go back. If you stay yeah. there, I guarantee you, you will get into drinking, you'll get into mm-hmm. fucking drugs, because mm-hmm. it fucking fucking happened to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I was a fucking super. I was not a superstar athlete, but I was a fucking pretty good athlete. Mm-hmm. I thought I was, you know, I'll play somewhere, go do some shit, yeah. and then it doesn't happen. And then you fuck around, stay too long somewhere you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. and you get to meet some, you get to meet the demons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the trip, and that's and that's what a. That's what brought me here. I had an instance when I had a couple people who, uh, that I was hanging out with, you know, a couple in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. And then one of my other friends went to rehab and it was, uh, it was decision-making time. Like you said, like yeah. I could, and then my cousin hit me with, he was 17 out here mm-hmm. trying to go to school and do the mm-hmm. damn thing. He was like, Hey bro, you want to move out here? And I was like, nah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, I'm glad I moved out here. It changed my whole life. Yeah, yeah. For the better. Yeah. Because I feel oftentimes people don't take those risks because just the fear of failure. Exactly. It's I'm easy he- to be complacent. Exactly. Yeah. It's more scary to do something and fail. It is. It's scary because you mm-hmm. want to succeed, especially if it's something you love, especially if it's something you care about. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, the, that's the weird part in your mind that will keep you from doing what you love mm-hmm. or what you really want to do is that fear yeah. of failure or rejection or just falling on your face. All right, brother. But um, getting back to some of the, the teaching aspects. Yeah. So when you're develop, or I don't know, I'm pretty sure you don't develop the curriculum or are you given a curriculum that you have to teach? It, it, it depends. How does it work? So I've had both throughout okay. my career. Yeah. 
Okay. So, not damn. Well, it, so usually, like, so this past two years, they have a scripted curriculum that the okay. district bought for a few million dollars. You know All what right. I mean? So, so they want you to teach this scripted curriculum, but then if you're complacent, if you're a punk, you'll teach the curriculum that they give you, right? Or you'll you'll get that, but then you'll use it as a frame for whatever you want to do. Okay. You know what I mean? That's exactly, I think that's, that's what, that was my question, mm-hmm. um, is can you implement w- kind of your, what you want and what you think will work, or do you have to stick strictly to A, B, and C? Yeah, well, you can, and that's why I mentioned, like, I- if you're a punk, you'll, you'll be complacent yeah. and, and go with go with the flow because there's a lot of pushback when you try to do your own thing Yeah, with, with the curriculum. Like, like one just brief example, last year we had a teach of, I think like the guiding question was like who who are who are we as a nation, right? So yeah. when the U.S. was being constructed, et cetera, et cetera. So they were focused on like the pilgrims who came over and quote unquote created the United States, this, that, and the third. And I took that curriculum and I reframed it. So I used the same guiding question, but I I put it as who were we really, right? And then having the kids like learn about the the fucked up things the pilgrims did, right? Learning how they were indigenous people here before the pilgrims came over. And just th- there's a lot of pushback when you when you take a, a critical social political stance, right? Looking at issues of race, class, and gender. I don't think that's necessarily a stance. I think mm. that is a truth. Yeah. For for, I mean? for for some people, right? Yeah, yeah. that's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. It's my opinion. Opinion, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's true. It, it's fact. Yeah. Have you uh, read Howard Zinn's? Uh, what is it? 1942 or no? 1492. I forget what it is. Fuck. Sorry. Or no, it's the history of the United States. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm familiar with it. I never read it. Okay, I, I so was supposed to for history. You know, shout out to that teacher, but hey. I'm a, I'm, I love history. Yeah. I love history, but I hate reading history. It's mm. very dense. It's hard. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking... Um, but he does a really good job of it. And yeah, I've only read so many pages. I'm not going to tell you how many because you'll laugh. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's a thick book. So you know, I'm talking to everybody who... Like, I used to... I bring up this book on one of my older podcasts okay. that I used to do with my other boy. So it's been sitting. But anyway, <laughs> it just talks about, man, like some of the... Uh, I couldn't even understand how you people humans do that to another mm-hmm. human just because I don't know they don't get you gold because they don't get you what you want yeah. fucking hacking up fucking baby's arms and shit and mm-hmm. just, it's fucked up and I can understand you not wanting to teach that directly in third grade okay I get it mm-hmm. but I'm not going to teach them a false narrative of what didn't fucking happen this didn't happen it happened but not the way you're telling them there's yeah. no like, you're not even sugarcoating it you're just rewriting the whole hi- history mm-hmm. and that's when it's like what the fuck have I been learning my whole life? Yeah, or, or like e- even in third grade, like teaching it in an age-appropriate way. Exactly. Yeah. So, for example, like there's a kid with his backpack or her backpack. Then I go, I just start, op- you know, touch base with the kid beforehand before you do this lesson. Okay. But go through and just start opening up their backpack and taking their stuff. Oh, I discovered this pencil. I put this pencil in my pocket. I discover this binder. I give it to someone else, right? Yeah. And then so you're not teaching about like the genocidal aspect, but you're teaching about like what the pilgrims, what the white folks they just did when they took came over. Things. Yeah. Like, is that fair? No. Why do you think someone would do that? Isn't yeah. that problematic? Like, so you, you could do it, but then just some teachers, there are a lot of teachers shy away from that. Yeah. Which is sad because it goes back to what you said, then what have I been learning my entire life? Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. I got played. Yeah. Because I fucking would sing those stupid songs and I'd make mm. these fucking mats for Thanksgiving and the pilgrims and hats <laughs> yeah. and shit and I wanted to be a pilgrim. Fuck that. Damn all right? right yeah. I also wanted to be a paletero too when I was young, but you know what? 
I don't want to talk about all that right now. Hey, you know, you go free free ice cream, build uh-huh. those calf Dude, muscles. Bro, I saw the water cash they would be walking around with, and yeah. I just see them have ice cream. I'd be like, shit, man, fuck all this bullshit, man. I'd be a paletero, <laughs> bro. <laughs> And, and, and it's funny you mentioned that, like, what you wanted to be growing up. Because in high school, I remember when I got in trouble for this. We had to, we had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone would stand up and put their little heart over their head. And my ass would sit down and then just look at the teacher. The teacher would look at me. And, yeah, but it, it's interesting, like, when you go against that tide, contra la corriente, like, how people react. And, yeah. And, uh, um, question. Did... You feel the same kind of feelings you did in in college, uh, you did in high school, like with learning and the experiences from the teachers and kind of giving you a, a uh, just kind of putting you in a box. Did they do that to you or not really? No. So, because mm. I feel like in the, in, it, at that level, we're at a different playing field, yeah. at a different consciousness, a different life, yeah. at a different yeah. frequency for the most. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no. Yeah, so in high school, I just had terrible experiences. Just literally, people assuming I didn't have a dad, that you know I was involved in this, that, and third on the street, in the streets. Just these these negative perceptions of me that would result in being suspended. But in college, it was just a different experience. If anything, I, I was exotified. Like, oh wow, we have a Mexican, we have a Latino, we have a Chicano in my class. So people were happy to have me in there because you don't have people like us in those classes. Yeah. They don't make it there. No, and unfortunately, uh, the system doesn't allow us in those spaces. Yeah, yeah I've actually, um, I think I've encountered some of maybe your, pe- maybe pe- people you have worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah Martin yeah. from Greenfield, too. Yeah, yeah he, I, I've actually, guy. he actually uh, put me on, my, he helped me get on my feet out here, me and my brothers. Mm. He uh, rented us out a, a little place at his, in his back. I think if you've been there, you've seen it, the little. Oh, yeah, out in the boonies. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So he put, he put, he put, he put me up, man, mm-hmm. and uh, good. Much appreciated, bro. Yeah, Rasa, my, my, my uh, he's solid. Solid man. I learned a lot from him. You know what I mean? Funny guy too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you some stories, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> I'm gonna see if he wants. To. I actually, um, actually contacted him to see if he wanted to sit down and record mm-hmm. something. He was like, "Hell yeah, man!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rasa, Rasa. Yeah, yeah and that's where he's at. And that's where I started to kind of pick up on a lot of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, a, like a lot more reinforced from when I kind of discovered it when I was going to NPC. And then when I came out here to Sacramento, I felt very empowered being living with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seeing how he was um, raising his children and how his how his family was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And how they accepted me. And it was uh, it was it was very loving. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin's down. Same thing when I first came up here to Sac. He was always supportive and yeah. good dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know why I bring that up, but uh, yeah. Shout out Martin. All right. <laughs> so that brings me to another person. That was pretty influential in my high school career, music-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Was your, music-wise, was your brother. He put me onto like uh, bands like him, uh, AFI. He fucked with a lot, a bunch of other stuff that I could not even remember, dude. But I remember it was like he'd give me his little black iPod and I'd mm-hmm. play Uno on it in class because I wouldn't do shit in fifth period. <laughs> I just yeah. said, I think it was like French. And uh, yeah, who needs French? Yeah. No, dude, I did not get along with that teacher either. Well, oh, Miss Petru. Dude, she kicked me out of her class. Yeah, I yes. called her a bad word, yeah. bro. I called her the B hey, word. She might no, have I didn't call. It. I, I didn't call her the B word, but okay. I, I, like she. So we came to an understanding that I would come to class and I would just sit there. Mm. All right. I don't know how we came about that, but we didn't like each other, and it was just all right. You, do you, Julio? If you don't want to fucking learn, sit there, listen to your music. Yeah. And I said okay. I said okay. I accept your offer. If yeah. that's what you're offering me, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So I went in there and I put my headphones on for the third day in a row. Good for you. And Good she calls you. me out. And then she, she calls me out and she's like, 
Julio, you never pay attention. Like goes off on me this time and the other, and everybody's laughing at me. And I was like, didn't you tell me just sit here and do nothing? Like, didn't we agree on this? And she mm-hmm. was, and she kept going off, and I was like, yeah, why are you being such a bitch? Like, I just it came <laughs> out. And then she was like, <gasps> and the class was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, fuck. I fucked up. And That's she was like, get out of here. And I was like, all right. She and then fucking got the referral and almost expelled this and the other. Yeah. And then Miss Campbell. Remember okay. Miss Campbell? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. She, I, like, I was infatuated with her. Anyway, mm-hmm. we had a good relationship. I had a good relationship with a lot of teachers. Some teachers, not so much. But she was like, oh, my God, I heard what happened in French. I mm. couldn't believe you did that. And she was, like, sticking up for me and everything. Yeah. And I was like, nah, she fucking deserved that one. Well, she may not have deserved it, but. All right, brother. So I feel like we've been pretty deep on the education mm-hmm. and kind of trying to give some insight into how to overcome certain things, I would say. Or not necessarily how to overcome, but how you did it in particularly. Yeah. So let's lighten it up. Let's lighten it up, man. Just a little bit. What do you like to do for fun out here in Sacramento, man? What has it been like for you in Sacramento? You know what I mean? Like the yeah. new life out here compared to Greenfield. Mm-hmm. You know? that, it's just been a completely different experience. Like I remember moving up here in 2010 and then learning about Hmong people for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Like I remember like, what do you mean? Like they look Asian. Like, oh, they're Hmong. Like, what do you mean? Like Hmong? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, yeah. It's spelled H-M-O-N-G, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it was just moving. It's actually been a completely different experience compared to Greenfield. Straight. Like, open your eyes to so many different cultures when i when i when you just told me the story right now mm-hmm. um you ran into me what year Damn, maybe like 2014 2015 at california che- gourmet what yeah they changed at, it at the time cheesers was shout it still cheesers che- it was at the time oh, okay yeah, okay yeah. damn but uh yeah shout out muhammad that place isn't open no more no but uh yeah i saw you there shit was wild it was uh fucking so long so long ago mm-hmm. yeah yeah, but, but it's just a different life up here, bro. Cause like here, like you got like places to to hike, like different restaurants. Just like the Bay Area is an hour and a half away. Like it's just a completely different life to do a lot more things that we didn't have access to growing up. No, for real. Yeah. Getting back to California gourmet, that's why I bring it up. Mm-hmm. I worked with, um, I believe, Muslim folk. Um, mm-hmm. I had my boy Ali. I might be wrong. Sorry if I'm butchering it, bro. You know what I mean? But just they, they prayed every so often yeah. in the back. And they fasted, and uh, it was just such a different life to see that. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, just open your eyes, and you're not gonna be a fucking. Some people were fucking jerks, bro. Mm. Like, I worked with this other chick, and she was um, Russian or I forget, right? But she was like, "What are you doing?" Like to this yeah. fool, and I was like, uh-huh. to this gentleman, and I was just like, "God." Damn, like you've never seen somebody pray. You've never seen like you've seen a movie, <laughs> right? You've seen something like, and he's definitely like not wanting to be fucked with right now. Mm-hmm. And you have that nerve to say that shit. And you're fucking with him, yeah. And he's he had been there since they opened, mm. so he finished what he was doing, and then he was speaking to us and tell, kind of telling her what was going on. She's been very rude about it, and like I've been in certain situations, you just know just to shut the fuck up and listen. It's mm-hmm. all right, yeah. And respect what's going on, and I did, but it's just. It was just such an eye-opening experience, not only to see this gentleman praying here, at a, like just at a, for me, just at a random time in the day, mm. and then to see the young lady with that reaction, and then to see me just like dumbfounded by both, <laughs> like, oh, shit, hey, what's going on here? I'm just watching a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a trip. It was a trip. But shout out Ali. Again, I've shouted you out before. He had my back there, bro. Like good, he, he showed good. me what was up, and 
I was new to SAC and he was he was fucking with me. He mm-hmm. liked the energy. I liked his energy. It was cool. He's doing really good for himself. Good. That's what's up, man. It was just shout out to him. Yeah, Sacramento managed did more job opportunities. Like you can get a job here pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So you got a, a good resume mm-hmm. and cover letter. Yeah, it's just a completely different life, man. Or yeah. even like like going out. Like I've joked around with people. Like in Greenfield, going out was like going to someone's garage or <laughs> just <laughs> drinking. Living yeah. yeah, like drinking nasty ass beer and just coming up to SAC. It's a completely different life. Like oh, let's go out. You don't even have, like the home, some of the homies that come up don't even have the right clothes to go out. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like damn. Oh, damn, bro, let me dress you real quick. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's some real shit. I've had to do the same thing mm-hmm. coming from Greenfield, going to party in Fresno or yeah. coming out here in SAC, and they're like, yeah, you need some dress shoes, bro. Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, it's funny. You mentioned that the first time I tried to go to a club in Sacramento, it, it wasn't too far away from where I was living. I was denied access four different times for, for, for four different dress code violations <laughs> so like, like no that that shirt it's this color you can't go in or oh those jeans are too big or oh those shoes like damn yeah it's tough out here man yeah. if you ain't prepared Mm-mm. but uh we're probably gonna wrap this one up bro it's been a pleasure likewise and it's been pretty cool to talk with you like i said i haven't seen this gentleman here sitting across from me well since 2014 but yeah. since that i had an actual haven't like the 2000 what eight mm-hmm. for me that's that was the that was when it all clicked for me and here we are today and um like i said congratulations on your new endeavors to stanford thank you you know what i mean that shit ain't easy that <laughs> shit ain't easy and no you, man i hear you i ain't shit but i hear you nah and you said luck earlier and that's nothing that's not luck you know it's uh it's a lot of hard work sacrifice like you said you weren't the best student mm-hmm. and you didn't like school but you sat there and did it because yeah. you saw the overall goal so anybody right now, especially during this time of fucking quarantine, mm-hmm. look at your life. See what you like. Look at your life. Break it down. What do you what can you live without? What do you really want to do in your life? This is the time for you to kind of recreate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, and all about framing. It's exactly what, what I would say we did. Mm-hmm. We recreated our well, not recreated ourselves entirely. Right. But we grew up. We started applying different lessons and teachings and. Just trying to do the damn thing and spread the knowledge. Yeah, that's all we could do, man. And shout out to you, bro. You're doing it, man, with the podcast, getting folks together, spreading knowledge, man. You're doing it. Props thank to you. you, bro. Thank you very Congrats. much. But uh, with that being said, thank you very much, sir. Uh, everybody, stay tuned for this. For the not for this. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts with uh, Ruben here. Uh, be it's honest. been a pleasure. You guys spread the peace and the love, and we are out. <laughs>